This episode is brought to you by Catan. This summer looks a bit different than most summers. We're staying at home for the most part, and we're finding ourselves looking for new activities to enjoy at home. Catan is a board game for three to four players, ages 10 and up, although younger kids can play with adult guidance. It is a great way to keep families engaged in off screens, even if it's just for a little while. And those opportunities are hard to come by. And it's really easy to pick up. Get Catan at catanshop.com slash mom. Listeners of our podcast get 10% off the original base game Catan by using the promo code mom at checkout. Offer not good on other Catan titles or merchandise. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you peace of mind security. Because if it's connected, it's protected. Yeah, even your robot vacuum. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. For today's Monday Mini, right out of the gate, just want to say, maybe uh, listen to this one before letting your kids listen. Uh, (laughs) This one may be a little personal as well as explicit. Not too explicit, but yes. A little bit. Want to put that warning there. uh, Because today we're talking about horniness and particularly quarantine horniness (laughs) and some personal experiences with it. Um, Because, yeah, several outlets have been reporting on an increase in horniness during this quarantine and why that might be. And there's actually some science, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. Right. So I know you and I were talking about the Steve Carell episode in which they were talking about there's more need for porn and such. Right. (laughs) So if you haven't seen that clip, it's pretty funny. Uh, So, but first, as per usual, let's talk about definitions. Yes. So from dictionary.com, horniness is one being sexually aroused or provoking or intended to provoke sexual arousal or sexually eager or lustful. Ooh, Mm. lustful. (laughs) (laughs) Pornhub has seen an 18% increase in traffic uh, since... The pandemic has shut us down. Also, there's already coronavirus porn, which I expressed I was shocked at to Samantha. And she said, well, of course there is. Automatically, (laughs) automatically. If anybody in any kind of outlet would be the most relevant and on top of it, it would be the porn industry. You think so? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Well, interesting. Just saying. OnlyFans, which is sort of a cam performer website, reported a 75% increase over a month period. And some performers have experienced such success they were able to pay off their debts already. And the sales of sex toys has gone up 30% at some sites. Searches for homemade sex toys have skyrocketed. Wait, wait. Homemade sex toys? Yeah, so... Uh, it's mostly people are using condoms over things like a cucumber. Okay, so they're taking the like the trope of vegetables turning into phallic subjects. Yeah, but I did okay. see one for. Um, I didn't see. <laughs> I haven't been searching this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I read in, in one of the articles for this episode. Um, the expert said, "Is if you're going to use an electric toothbrush, put a condom on it in case something breaks, so you can just." pull it out that way. I guess in times of Um, need. So not just vegetables. 
other things too. <laughs> Quarantine gone wild on Reddit has popped up and there are ads for Quarantine Bay on Craigslist. I did, I went on a rabbit hole reading some of those. Um, some experts are calling this quarantine cuffing season. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we have seen arguments about sex toys not being essential items, or maybe some people argue that they are, depending on the sex toy. So there's that whole conversation. A lot of sex workers, strippers, drag performers are moving to online content too. I also saw there was a drive-through strip club opening somewhere um, this week. So there's that. Um, And then, of course, as we've mentioned already, a lot of... Uh, reaching out to exes, sliding into those DMs. And I uh, I surveyed my friends about this last night and pretty much every one of them had a, had a story about that. So right. that's happening too. My only DM, honestly, though, has been one that's super sad, super, super sad dude who's talked about losing, losing their significant other. Just, oh. you know, that was one. And then the other one was when I was playing my phone games being reached out to that way. And I was like, what? is this. So maybe I'm just one of those that's not a part of the DM crew. I mean... (laughs) And you talked about all the DMs that you've been getting. I have seen a massive increase in DMs. um, But... And also random emails, like cold call emails, almost. I guess Um, the new form of new job. Yeah. (laughs) I have been posting more, though. So I don't... I don't know... How much of it is just that? Hmm. that but, oh, I've be, seen it. I've seen it. I was say, that's going to be a whole other research data right there. Yeah, yeah. And of course, speaking of data, their data points to an increase in online sexual activities and at any time of the day and in any day of the week. Yes, because time does not exist during quarantine <laughs> life, obviously. And surveys suggest that actually there are a lot of people operating on both ends of the spectrum. Some people are feeling like they don't want to have sex at all during this because of all of the stress and the trauma, obviously. I think that probably the reason we're hearing so much about quarantine horniness is because it's a better headline than people are too sad to be horny. (laughs) Right, right. Um, And, you know, it is interesting to see the ways, like a drive-through strip club, that we're trying to have some normalcy in our horny habits. So I think that's a piece of it. Um, Also, for a lot of single people, you can't safely have sex right now. Going back to New York City's health directive, which we talked about a couple of minis ago, uh, it suggested, quote, video dates, sexting, or chat rooms, as opposed to meeting in person for sex. And that's something else I read in a lot of articles is people are feeling much more willing to be adventurous, especially in these online spaces that they wouldn't have felt before this. But now it's sort of like, hey, who cares? I'm stressed. Let's try this. <laughs> I mean, might as well. I have felt the urge to take sexy pictures, which I never really felt before. Um, what would sexy pictures be for you? Like sexy pictures. Are you, are you are you trying to imply it's like me in a Star Wars outfit? Is I'm just asking. <laughs> is it like is it like a sexed up version of uh, you know Luke Skywalker? Maybe I mean, the jacket it, without a shirt or something. 
Samantha, you don't asking. have to. <laughs> I don't need to give specifics on my well, sexy. I feel like you put it out there, so I just wanted to know. I say as my Luke Skywalker costume right. is winding. I guess, yeah, maybe I should. That's um theme it. That's cosplay, right up your like sexy cosplay. Yeah. yeah, totally. I well then in that case I take sexy pictures all the time. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. So here are some main theories about why this is happening. One. There's more downtime. As yeah. we know, we are definitely in our house by ourselves or with one or two other people just chilling. <laughs> um, and then again, like I said, more time with your partner. And so that makes just sense. Absolutely. It totally makes sense. And then fear of death. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. So there's something called the terror management theory, our TMT. When faced with our own mortality, we try different coping mechanisms and strategies, which might include new ways of sexual expression, like sending nudes. Some studies have found a link between fear and arousal. They do involve similar physical responses. It's called excitation transfer. Hmm. Or maybe we just miss physical contact. Yeah. And I mean... It could just be that. Physical really contact yeah. <laughs> with another human being if you're isolated alone. So, you know, those moments of when you've been alone too much and you start rubbing on yourself a little too much. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean like on your arms, hugging yourself. Yeah. that That is the thing. Well, I've definitely seen the joke of porn is now just like handshaking. <laughs> that's the new porn. <laughs> Again, that's a Steve Carell. <laughs> just a nice, friendly tap on the shoulder. That's yes. the new porn. Yes. <laughs> but, of course, part of the problem and part of the conversations that we had when we talk about horniness and women is the female shame of masturbation and sexuality in itself. So we've talked before about the shame and female pressure about masturbation. And I do think that this has normalized it a little, this quarantine. Um, or at least I've seen a lot more public discussions acknowledging that women do, in fact, masturbate and do, in fact, like it. Um, and so here's my TMI section, but I did want to share it because I'm actually very proud. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people ask if I, as an asexual person, masturbate. And probably, I've never been asked this, but probably, do you get horny? And the answer is yes and yes. Um, Regularly, not with so much with the horniness, but with masturbation, yes. Um, and I, I've said before, I did not know that women could masturbate. That's how much shame is around it and how little we talk about it until I was in college. Until I was in college. And somebody, I was actually when I was about to move to China and I was texting with my friend who lived there and she said, what do you recommend I bring from the States? And she said, a vibrator. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And then I, I, that got me thinking and that changed my whole life. Um, okay. I don't fantasize, really. That's another thing. Unless it's a fictional character and even that, that's, that's very rare. Not the celebrity that plays them. That's too real. The fictional character. Um, and it's very easy for me to orgasm. I've actually gotten off twice by thoughts alone. Thoughts that's alone. interesting. And have had a one foodgasm in my life. I usually stick to clitoral orgasm because of past trauma. And I've heard a lot of women do that. Uh, that was a recent discovery for me, actually. And it made me feel better, even though I shouldn't have cared in the first place, but it did. Um, and the other day, I couldn't concentrate. It's the middle of the afternoon. And I thought, well, let's try masturbating because it clears clears your head up. And I, I wasn't like horny. Oh, I was tired. I had the best orgasm of my life. 
of my life. I got a text. I texted many people about it. <laughs> I like I soaked through my shirt with sweat. It lasted for 40 minutes. 40 minutes. My body was sore. My neighbors definitely heard me. <laughs> and I felt like I was high afterwards, like I was floating. And it could have kept going. Like I had to make the choice to stop because I had work to do and there was I hadn't scheduled a 40-minute session in my day. <laughs> and now I'm mad. I wish I had just pushed the limits and see yeah. how far I could have gone and said, you know what, Samantha, we're going to have to push our recording. <laughs> I would have been okay with that. It was nuts. It was nuts. I've never had anything like that before. I hope it happens again one day. It was almost frightening, like the level of pleasure and just total loss of control. But I was very impressed with my stamina. I tried to recreate it a couple of days later. Uh, like I had the same drinks. I did it at the same time. Like I, you know, right. didn't happen. You can't always get it that way. Ugh. I am definitely jealous. Like, I don't know if I've ever been that level. Like, don't get me wrong. I've had some really good times and what all of that. <laughs> but a 40-minute stretch. I'm not going to lie. It also sounds exhausting. I'm it was very I've, exhausting. Oh, my God. Afterwards, oh. my whole body was just <laughs> melting. <laughs> but that is... Damn impressive. And I was very proud of you. I was, and I think Thank the first question was like, did you use your toy? Which you had just gotten the nice the one, right? Right before, when I heard rumors we were going to be shutting down, I, I made the, I pulled the trigger and bought a fancy. It was a really fancy, nice one, right? Yeah. Um, but also, I don't quite understand foodgasm. What is that? Oh, you've never heard of foodgasm? I've heard of it, but I don't, I didn't think it was a literal thing. I thought it was just like a descriptive Obviously, it was so great, but an actual literal yeah. occurrence. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember it well. I, I was in New York City for the first time, and I was at a Italian restaurant, and it was a shrimp pasta, and it wasn't that great. But <laughs> something... <laughs> something happened... <laughs> <laughs> and I was in public and it was very, very embarrassing. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> wow. So, because again, I've never had that yeah. as an actual thing. Don't get me wrong. I have, I love food and I love food so much <laughs> that I will trip, like I will plan trips around <laughs> what I'm going to eat or days and time frames. Like today, I was already planning both lunch and dinner for today. And typically at the beginning of the day, I will go like that. Mm -hmm. um, my 30th, 35th birthday, we went to New Orleans and it was just based on food mm -hmm. more than anything oh, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But to actually have an <laughs> orgasm due to food yeah. has never, ever actually happened to me. And I'm very jealous, again, <laughs> of that level. Yeah, and I was on a date. It was pretty... Awkward. I actually didn't know it was a date, but I really should have... Even for me, that was poor. I did not pick up those signals. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only the one time has that happened to me. But huh, huh. yeah, I mean, obviously, that's impressive all around, no matter what timing, what is happening in the world. But yeah, I think right now, one of the things that we can all say is we are deprived a little bit yeah. of just human touch. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and the things that you we took for granted way back when. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that also does drive to a sexual need that we sometimes cannot get. Mm-hmm, yeah. And definitely can't get if we're all by ourselves. Right, right. And I don't know if quarantine had anything to do with my experience. 
But I will say I surveyed my friends last night. And we're very open with each other. If they were experiencing horniness, and it was it was half and half. Um, right. Two two of them were, and the other two felt completely the opposite. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I think for myself, uh, at the beginning, I was like, eh, yeah, let's do this. And now I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just tired. I want this yeah. to be over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do catch myself staring longingly out the window quite frequently. A part of that to me too is like I, I am reaching 40 and though I'm not quite to the stage of menopause, but you know, I'm thinking, where's my body going? How is my body turning? What is... Because you know, like I think mid-30s, early 30s, like the beginning of sexual awakening for a lot mm-hmm. of women. Um, and believe me, I was there. <laughs> As I'm hitting 40, I'm still quite kind of, you know, I'm still definitely on the norm, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm definitely tired too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, that's why I was so shocked because I was so tired. But hey. Sometimes that's the best way to go. Sometimes, apparently. <laughs> so now you know way too much about me, listeners. You are welcome. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love it. You do you. <laughs> Enjoy it. I ha- I was so proud. I was so proud of it. I am proud of you. Again, jealous and proud. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's all we have to say today about <laughs> quarantine horniness. Maybe we'll revisit it later as time goes on. Um, We would love to hear what topics we should cover for the next Monday Mini. Uh, You can email those suggestions to us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuffmomnevertoldyou. Thanks as always to our super producers, JJ Posway and Andrew Howard. Thank y'all. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In this time of pandemic and revolution, do you find yourself frustrated at high levels of corruption and inequality? at our inability to get basic things done, at the persistence of systemic racism, you're not alone. I'm Baratunde Thurston, author, activist, and comedian. Our democratic experiment is at a tipping point, but which way we tip is up to us. Listen to How to Citizen with Baratunde on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Gold Club was the top strip club in Atlanta in the 1990s, with patrons like Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, Madonna, the King of Sweden. But in 2001, the club was put on trial with charges of prostitution, extortion, credit card fraud, racketeering, and an affiliation with the mob. I'm journalist Christina Lee, and I'll be taking you behind the scenes of the Gold Club scandal, from the booty and bubbly to the deceit and courtroom drama. Listen to Racket inside the Gold Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.